thank you for joining us. We're very excited. So we're about to... This is really uh, more than a five-year project. And uh, yeah, I can't believe we're down to the last... Uh, last. But the name Bon Me actually refers to the light and airy French bread that the sandwich ah. is made with. I did not know that. I love that yeah. information. And I yeah. love a delicious Bon Me here in Vegas. I have one mm -hmm. at Lee's Sandwiches. So. Lee's is a good old standby. There's a couple of um, places down in Chinatown that you can check out. There's uh, Mr. Bon Me, I believe. Um, yeah, there's a couple of really good places that serve authentic money. All right, Lou, we, we just got a cool tour, a food tour of Circa, the new resort coming up in about a week and a half. Super excited about that. We are talking with Derek Stevens, the owner, the big man on top at Circa. And one of the things that he really wanted to bring into his new resort was a fabulous 24-7 delicatessen. Um, they have a shop that we actually got to see um, that we can show you pictures of later when we're allowed to. It's called Saginaw's Delicatessen, and it is a an authentic Jewish, Jewish delicatessen, which is super awesome. They're going to have matzo ball soup and Reuben sandwiches and all that stuff that we love. So today in Pandemic Provisions, we are talking about our favorite sundos. <laughs> Louie, if you want to start, go ahead. Totally. Um, I'm going to talk about the banh mi sandwich. Mm. Now, banh mi is actually not just the name of the sandwich because the sandwich can have a variety of fillings. It's a veritable yin and yang of like hot and cold, grilled meat sometimes, cured meat sometimes, but um, and then the pickles, of course, the authentic Vietnamese pickles. And it was really designed to like leave eaters of the sandwich feeling fresh and healthy. But the name Bon Mi actually refers to the light and airy French bread that the sandwich ah. is made with. I did not know that. I love that yeah. information. And I yeah. love a delicious Bon Mi here in Vegas. I have one mm -hmm. at Lee's Sandwiches. So. Lee's is a good old standby. There's a couple of um, places down in Chinatown that you can check out. There's um, Mr. Bon Mi, I believe. Um, yeah. There's a couple of really good places that serve authentic banh mi here in Vegas. But Lee's mm -hmm. is a great standby, 24-hour standby at that. Okay, love your Asian pick. I'm gonna go super all-American sandwich. Um, and I have to, since we're in Las Vegas, I have to talk about the Bobby. Uh, it's actually trademarked. <laughs> um, quickly tell you about the Bobby. It is fresh roasted turkey, which they do in-house all the time. So it's beautiful and delicious, just like Thanksgiving. Uh, speaking of Thanksgiving, there's stuffing in there and cranberry sauce on a beautiful, just regular, perfect baguette, uh, white bread. <laughs> it's so American. Um, I can't eat it every day, obviously, because it's full of cranberry sauce and sugar. But I will tell you that I get like a hankering for one at least once a month, if not every couple of weeks, because it's just one of those things that makes you feel comforted because it's got all the stuff of Thanksgiving inside it. Mm -hmm. um, it's super popular here in Vegas. Um, I will tell you the fun facts about Capriotti's. It's actually from Delaware. Uh, it started in 1976 really? in Delaware. 
nowhere, which I was surprised about. But what I did find out, and the reason why it's so big in Las Vegas is because it actually came here in 1993. And it was so popular here, and they expanded so quickly here in Las Vegas that they actually moved the headquarters to Las Vegas. And in 2007, um, they actually sold it to investors. uh, And when they sold it, uh, the buyers were 95% Las Vegas locals. Speaking of America's best, we are going to be talking with the mega bucks, mega awesome, Derek Stevens, owner of the new Circle Resort. We're talking about his new golden baby. Yeah. Louie, we are at the amazing Circa Las Vegas right now, just about a week or so before it opens. Super exciting. Of course, we are socially distanced. We're in different rooms, so don't worry. We're not wearing masks. We're safe. Uh, We are really excited today because we have the owner of Circa Las Vegas, Derek Stevens, as well as his beverage director, Sam Pulliam, with us today. How are you guys, gentlemen? Great. Great to be on with you guys. I'm awesome. Super excited. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. We're very excited. So we're about to, a little bit more than a week and a half away. Uh, how are you guys feeling? What's going on? Derek, for you, I know you. this is not your first time, but it is your first time with the casino of this magnitude building from the ground up. So it's got to be pretty exciting. Yes, yeah, it is real exciting. You know, I, I can't believe that this much time has gone by. It was August of... Uh... 2015 when we purchased the Las Vegas club. So this is really uh, more than a five-year project. And uh, yeah, I can't believe we're down to the last uh, last 10 days or so. So right now it's a combination of uh, stress, excitement, anticipation, uh, and a little bit of adrenaline running. So uh, we're, we're right there. I think, uh, I think everything's going to, going to come together uh, for opening night, but, uh, but right now uh, it's a little touchier out around these parts. Of course. And Sam, you've got a lot going on for yourself. Tell us how you're doing in the beverage department. I know we saw some exciting things going on. You've got that amazing mega bar. You've got some cool things going on with Vegas, Vicky. Um, You've got that really cool legacy club. Tell us a little bit about the beverage department. Sure. Yeah, we've got a lot of exciting new concepts that we're working on. Um, Mega bar is just fantastic. Um, 165 feet long world-class flare bartenders. These guys have competed internationally and we, we've really uh, been able to recruit a lot of top talent here in Vegas. And then, yeah, Vegas Vickies, um, we're getting into the cocktail bar game. So we've got a nice seasonal menu there. Um, some top mixologists from around town are going to be you know, headlining that venue. And then Legacy Club, really taking it a level above Vegas Vickies and something that downtown really hasn't seen before. Um, just an exquisite rooftop mixology lounge with a panoramic view of the city, uh, modern twists on classic cocktails up there, and just something that we're really excited to bring downtown because um, it hasn't had that in quite some time. And Sam, did I hear something about like some sort of huge gold, this 10-foot display of gold? Yeah, I'll let Derek touch on that one. Yeah, please, Derek. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a signature uh, feature up uh, at Legacy Club when we open uh, at the end of the year, and uh, we're gonna have a thousand uh, a thousand ounces of gold. Uh, we worked with one of uh, the U.S. Uh, minting companies to uh, to provide us uh, these five hundred bars, uh, two ounces uh, two ounce uh, pieces each, 
um, for uh, for legacy clubs. So uh, I don't give up people uh, the closest opportunity to get to see this much gold in one display. And we're going to have a little counter because the value is going to be going up and down by the minute and everything like that. So oh. it should be a pretty good, pretty good photo op and a pretty nice centerpiece for, uh, for the, for the, for the business and, and uh, allow Sam and his team to, uh, to make it home. Over the top. Uh, we've got to talk about these dining establishments, of course, because we're two chefs and the podcast is about food. So we got to go to the food. Of course, there's a veritable plethora of dining spots here at the Circa. I can't even believe like just it's so diverse. Um, let's kind of go down the line a little bit, Derek, and like just generally first, uh, how, what goes into picking dining establishments for a casino? Because I don't think a lot of people have to do that in their lives. So how do you choose? <laughs> and obviously I can, I see a lot of Ode to Michigan going on, of course, because that's where you're from. Uh, tell us how you choose something like that and how you kind of des- you know, decide who you're going to put in your casino. Yeah. Or is there a formula? Cause like um, every, every casino has like one Asian and like buffet, you know, and, um, like <laughs> and a sandwich place. And like, yeah. Sandwich place. Is there like a specific formula or like is it pure inspiration? Well, I, I think um, it's it's a little bit of uh, like putting a jigsaw puzzle together. You know, you got to think through who, who's your customer going to be. And then you also have to think through what what offerings do you currently have? So we decided not to go with an Italian restaurant. And the reason for that is, is because at the D Las Vegas, we have uh, uh, Joe Vicari's um, Andiamo Italian steakhouse. So it's an Italian restaurant that's a steakhouse. And we thought that, you know, they do such a great job over there that we didn't want to bring in another Italian restaurant. And, and remember, for all the people that are in our Players Club, you can use your Players Club uh, card at, at, any, at any one of the venues, at the Golden Gate, at the D, or at Circa. So we, we wanted to stay away from that. But then you have to have certain elements in the formula. You have to have a great steakhouse. And I spent... Um, you know, a couple of years trying to trying to figure out who would be the the right entrepreneurs for this, and 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 really for me, which which matches up with the whole overall brand and um, strategy. I wanted to make sure that they were um, independently owned. I wanted to make sure the owners were not passive owners. I wanted I wanted owners that wanted to be on property all the time. So, you know, if we take for example uh, Barry's Downtown Prime as an example, you have Barry Daycare. And, um, you know, we, uh, we think, we think we had a home run with Barry and, and his team with, with Yassine and Marco and, and, uh, one of their investors, Donnie Rin, we thought, we thought this was going to be a great team. And, and we had the comfort level that, that they'd be able to execute really what we, what we thought was going to be the signature steakhouse for, for, uh, for Circa. Then from there, you know, there were certain elements that I wanted to bring in, um, there's a fellow by the name of Paul Saginaw, who was the co-founder of Zingerman's out of Ann Arbor, uh, Michigan. And and when I asked him, I said, can you um, recreate uh, the greatest deli in America, uh, greatest Jewish deli in America? And he said, yeah, he could do it. I mean, and Zingerman's is, 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 is so world-renowned now at this point. Um, I wanted to see if he'd be able to do it. He said he would. And, you know, so that was a key element to bring in the 24-hour restaurant that was the deli. And, and, well, each one of our restaurants, I don't know if you want me to keep going, but each one of our restaurants has this unique story and really unique characters and entrepreneurs that are uh, behind behind the restaurants. The overhang, what's, what's the story behind that? 
Ah, uh, the overhang bar. Yeah, that's uh, you know, we built the, you know, we built the world's largest sports book, and uh, it's a multi-level, kind of a three-level sports book, and uh, at the top level. Um, we have an area, it's kind of like, you know, you would say balcony seating or something like that, but it, it hangs over, physically overhangs the first and uh, second floor of the sports book. So we called this uh, the overhang. Now the area, it's got some uh, video poker machines and things like that, but it has a real nice overhang. It's a great view. Right behind it is actually the overhang bar. So that's kind of our signature feature bar on the second floor of Circa. Not to be confused with the hangover bar, which you'll certainly get if you visit the overhang bar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, guaranteed. It might get nicknamed, yeah. <laughs> um, I want to talk a little bit about this Project Barbecue because um, it's the first Carolina barbecue in Las Vegas. That seems pretty darn cool. Yeah, the uh, the team from uh, Project Barbecue, you know, they uh, they took a concept um, and and kind of ran with it. Uh, they took something, um, started with them purchasing a truck, a food truck, and you know, what, like I said, the, the Circuit Project was was basically a five year project from demolition and then to the build. And Project Barbecue was really the the main food source for everybody that worked on worked at Circa, you know. And at points of time, you know, we had upwards of uh, maybe uh, 1,200, 1,300 people working in a day. So they provided a lot of meals for uh, for everybody working on the project, as well as the tourists going up and down Fremont Street. So they turned something that was like kind of a hobby. These guys were all big barbecue guys, and they turned something uh, – from a hobby into a in, into a really great working business, and and now we're kicking it up a notch because now it'll have a permanent location right on the front of the Circa along Fremont Street, and there's tables out there, and you can reserve tables, and and uh, it's right next to the Circa Bar, so it can do bottle service, and and you get to see everything out on Fremont Street. So now they're kicking it up, uh, kicking it up a notch again. We just love the idea of Dan Coughlin like opening a restaurant, his first restaurant inside a casino. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it was great. Um, you know, I've been a big Latai fan, so that's how I really got to meet Shauna uh, and then Dan. And uh, and when we started talking with them, uh, I really wanted to do something that included uh, included someone from Fremont East, just because you know when I when I first came to Vegas in '06, Fremont East wasn't there. So I just love what they did on Fremont East and the energy and the passion and 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 uh it's not like i had to look far because latai was clearly my my favorite restaurant and i hit it off pretty well with dan shauna and, and the crew that they run with so i i was very familiar with them they'd stop by long bar many many nights and uh we had a lot of fun we started talking about business that was probably three or four years after we got to know each other and um yeah i'm excited about it and when i when i threw it out to them they went out and got a few other local investors and uh i thought it was just really great to get some of the local the local guys involved in this um i wanted to make sure that circa opened with um with a rather significant local local presence um and and they uh they're gonna do a great job with ladies sam tell us a little bit more about vegas vicky and how she kind of she got here because that's pretty amazing as soon as you walk in i know most people haven't seen it yet but when you walk in, it's quite a presence, just even seeing the sign out there. So Vegas Vicky looks great. She got quite the facelift. Um, it's still 100% yeah. neon, which the mm -hmm. purists will be excited about. Um, but yeah, it's just a really elegant, beautiful bar. 
um, and kind of going along with being a fan of, of Latai myself, um, we decided to do a, a seasonal cocktail menu. And one of our cocktails um, at Vicky's is called Latai. And this is basically a liquid or a cocktail version of uh, Tom Ka soup. So oh. yeah, lemongrass vodka and ginger syrup and coconut milk and, and fresh lemon um, gives you all those mm. Asian flavors, but it's, it's really refreshing. Um, wow. Yeah. So, you know, we, we wanted to create a casual, um, not too uppity spot to come in and grab your first drink when you're checking into the hotel. Um, really, really elevated drinks. And we have a nice balance between light and refreshing, a little boozy if you're really trying to kickstart your night. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's really exciting. It's a beautiful location. And then you have the escalators going down to Barry's right around it. So it's a great place to grab an after dinner drink. And Derek, we also need to ask you about Victory Burgers and Wings. So that is going to be your sports bar, or at least one of them. This comes from the brother-sister combo uh, that owns American Coney Island at the D. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they just celebrated their 100th year in business in, uh, in Detroit. Ooh. Wow. And, uh, and they're, they're, they're third generation and it's a, it's a hundred year business. So, you know, I, I knew him from Detroit and, and now obviously I've known him for, for uh, the time we've been actually working together since they came out to, uh, to, to, uh, have their, their spot at the D and, you know, they did such a great job with American Coney Island that when we talked about a sports bar, I talked to, um, uh, Chris Sotteropoulos and, and Grace Carroll's. And I said, Hey, would you guys have an interest in expanding? And, uh, we talked about it, uh, over a lot of nights at long bar and they said, yeah, we, we love, uh, we love downtown Las Vegas. We'd love to do something with you. So they, we, we said, well, I want to create, I really want to create, um, um, you know, a really preeminent, uh, sports bar and you got to focus in on burgers. You got to focus in on wings and you got to focus in on milkshakes. And Chris said, well, with his background, uh, even before going to American Coney he says, this is great. So we, uh, we spent about a year and a half testing out, uh, testing out various blends and, uh, of, of the meats and things like that. And they did an awful lot of testing. So, uh, all, all the, all the, Vice presidents and officers at the D were pretty happy about all these tests because we got fed pretty well over the last year and a half. Yeah, they came up with a great concept and uh, they've got a great location. It's up, it's up at the second floor at uh, Circa and it overlooks the entire uh, uh, sports book. So. I don't know anything that's going on in Las Vegas. A great place to find out is sitting at that long bar there because you'll see Derek there. <laughs> you'll see his buddies, Mike Palm. Probably see my husband out there, Mitch, uh, a bunch of people out there. And there's always like some sort of like hot dirt going on there. Like you always can find out like what's going on in downtown Las Vegas, get the deets on things. So that's just like a little hot secret tip. <laughs> um, we need to talk to you about this stadium swim. Um, pretty amazing. Um, what I've heard so far, six pools, three different levels, a 40 foot tall HG screen, Louie. Um, well, pretty insane. How, what crazy person came up with this idea or crazy people? And like, how did this come about? Yeah, I would say this is like a little combination of ideas that maybe started about 20 years ago when I started going to various pools mm -hmm. in Las Vegas with, uh, with my wife, Nicole. And, you know, it started, you know, every time we were, we were just visiting. So it was maybe once every few months when I came out here, we tried a different pool. But then when things started getting serious after we invested in Las Vegas, then we, then we really started checking out pools. And, and then we also started checking out pools outside of Las Vegas and uh, just starting to take notes. And we thought that if we ever going to, if we were ever going to build a, um, a big resort, I, I definitely wanted to focus in on the pool scene because, you know, Las Vegas is probably the best 
that has the best weather and the most sun of really any uh, any uh, city in the continental United States. So we really wanted to focus in on that. And then the sports element coming in now that now that sports is legal in so many states, we can, we were trying to blend a couple of these these concepts together and that screen yeah that screen's a big deal it's a 143 foot screen and uh, i think it's the biggest outdoor watch event but really for us the way we really started testing it was a few years ago at the downtown las vegas event center we were doing watch parties for the nfl we were doing watch parties for like the golden knights and for raiders we did soccer events and and we we've been doing watch parties really for four years and what we saw was that people that, that go out to watch parties, they're really coming out for um, a great time. It's a, it's a more social environment than, than if you're going to, let's say if you're going to a, a Golden Knights hockey game or something, it, this is a little bit different. In, in watch party events, it's more social. So we really wanted to focus in on the beverage component, getting people some food. And that really was allowed allowed us to test for a few years what we were going to do with stadium swim so we we think that we had a, we had some uh, enough experience under our belt to uh, to roll this one out and boy i was uh, i was out there last night and it's uh the stadium swims a whopper i think this is going to be a great destination for for people from all over the country to come to las vegas and and then hopefully when they come down to stadium swim they're going to stop in at one of our restaurants one of our bars maybe they'll hit a slot machine and have a little fun you're 21 plus only and how's that how's that going to work like are there going to be people checking ids at the door or how how because i think it's an interesting concept for me i love the idea of kids not running around a casino no offense to anybody that has a family but i love the idea of it being an adult place at circa there's a total of three entrances on the first floor and one on the second which is the second is how you how you come in through from garage mahal so we only have a total of four entrances into circa and what we're going to do at the entrances is we are going to going to our id people as, the, as they come in and the purpose is is because we wanted to create the first um all 21 and over uh, uh, hotel casino. And and for us in doing that, we're actually willing to give up a certain amount of hotel revenue by doing this because because if people come, like let's say with their teenager or something like that, they won't be able to stay with us. But we think giving up some of that potential hotel revenue is worth it for two reasons. First, psychologically, I think when, when people are out in Las Vegas and, and obviously we have a lot of tourists, you don't necessarily want to see, you know, um, a baby in a stroller at midnight, you know, and you, you're, you're here for two days. You, you, you want it, you're trying to get away from some of the, the regular things you would see at home. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of people come for birthdays, anniversaries and things like that. So we thought it, it wasn't, you know, from a psychological perspective, people would like to go to go to a place where maybe, you know, if they're at Stadium Swim, they're not getting splashed in a pool by somebody else's kids. So it's it's not anything not anything against kids. It's just simply sometimes it's important for adults to get away and, and have a little bit of fun. So that's the psychological element that we think is good for a customer. But here's the other element that's real important. You know, on average, we think we're going to do um, at, at bars. And and at at the table games, like currently at the D, we do about seven thousand six hundred ID checks per day. So you think about think about the impact. Let's just say you've got a bachelorette party. Let's say you've got eight girls that walk up to Long Bar, and the bartender immediately, like Ivan, would have to say, "I need to see all your IDs." 
on average, it takes 15 seconds per person to ID. So by the time you get this whole group together and it takes them two minutes, he's got to verify all the IDs and they might come out with a drink that's a really long drink. Like I want eight, eight Long Island iced teas. Well, it's going to take him three or four minutes to make that many. So all of a sudden you've got a six minute window. And what about the group that came in behind and they just wanted to order four Coronas? And what about the other, the, the other couple that came up when they wanted to order a glass of wine and uh, Jack and Coke? So it kind of, it kind of cascades itself. So what we think by doing the over 21 in, in this example, that, that group of eight, 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 uh, people at the bachelorette party, they're going to get served right away. You're never going to have to ID at a bar. You're never going to have to ID when you walk up to a table game because all of our dealers, all of our bartenders know that everyone inside will be over 21. And we think that'll give us an opportunity to provide extraordinary customer service. It's just going to make things quicker. It's going to, it's going to be much easier on our dealers and bartenders. It, it frankly takes a little bit of liability off, off of us because we know we're going to, we're going to get people at the door, but really we think it's going to enhance customer service and create a greater, greater customer experience. Absolutely. Awesome. Couldn't agree with you more. Louie, it's time for show and tell, and it's you and me today. And you might yeah. see a little bit more of this in the future, in fact, you will see it. Uh, we're going to do more of these show and tell segments together outside the podcast um, coming up very soon so that you'll get more content. Uh, so show and tell this week. I'm going to go first. Sure. I'm going to show you the wasabi grater. Um, Oro shiki. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly in Japanese. Um, in professional restaurants, we call it a shark skin grater. This one is actually ceramic. Um, I'll tell you why later, but the shark skin is actually the perfect material uh, to grate wasabi because what it does is it's very fine. It's sandpaper-like in the surface, which helps it you know, keep that delicate, uh, delicate texture of your wasabi when you grate it. Um, and the way that you do it is you just take your little wasabi grater, your shark skin, uh, you peel your root, and then you just kind of rub it firmly in a circular motion, and then you just pull the wasabi right off it. Um, obviously, fresh wasabi is way better than the kind that you can get in the tube or in the powder. Way, um, way yeah, better. it's it's authentic. It's delicious. It's obviously you know spicier, uh, better flavor overall. Now, this one is ceramic for several reasons. One, the shark skin grater is not exactly um, extremely uh, politically correct. Um, obviously, it works well. Um, this is more animal friendly. Uh, it's ceramic, so I will tell you that I've had this now for about eight years. Whoa. So it's much more durable than the shark skin grater. The shark skin one, the skin tends to come off um, no matter how well you take care of it. It, it wears out. And then also, they're around 40, 50 bucks uh, for a nice shark skin grater. Uh, this is like 15 bucks. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's amazingly, um, easier uh, to clean too, perhaps. Yes. It's easier to clean. It's less expensive and it's animal friendly. Uh, yeah. Louie, what's yours? My, my tool is not very animal friendly. Okay. That's, you know, balance, right? <laughs> this is actually uh, okay. <laughs> a meat tenderizer and also a meat torture device. <laughs> And also, you're a um, pork skin pricker. Mm. So when you do those uh, nice little pork skin roasts, you just yeah. prick the skin all over, and that will kind of like poke holes into the fat. Yes. So when you actually do a roast with like 
uh, heat from the oven, it's a, it actually makes it self-basting because the, the fat comes out of all the pores. And or if you fry it, because the oil can actually seep into the holes that you punctured, yes. the skin turns like puffy, golden, yes. delicious, crispy. Yeah. So this, I, I got this at Amazon, I believe, but um, this should be like available in the international market. But it's, yeah. it's a pretty well-known and used tool. You can also use it to tenderize your meats and chicken and stuff like that. Just clean it very well. Uh, it looks very primitive. Wooden handle and wooden yes. nails inserted on it. I'm pretty sure that you can get um, similar devices on Amazon that have like safety latches and guards and stuff like that. But this one is the authentic one. Looks like I a torture tool, but makes pork skin super crispy. It's gorgeous. And of course, you know, you can use a fork, you know, just like it says in most home recipes, easily use a fork, but right. something like that is just going to do a better job. It's, it's literally made for the purpose. Exactly. Which is why we show you these tools. All right, let's move on to On The Fly. All right, On The Fly with Derek Stevens, Mr. Big at Circa. First place you grab a bite in Detroit. First place to grab a bite, there's a, there's a little place called Olga's thing to do in Las Vegas. Right, hang at the end of Long Bar. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Oh, know which way the stock market's going tomorrow. <laughs> good one, good one. Best comfort food. Uh, I love Kraft macaroni and cheese. Dream place to travel and eat. Uh, Hawaii. Childhood food cravings. Oh, definitely spaghetti and meatballs. Your feel-good music. I I love uh, I love EDM. Give me a little Avicii. <laughs> really? Whoa! This is Derek Stevens. Stevens just like jumping up and right. down to like Tiesto <laughs> or something. Um, favorite adult beverage. Captain <laughs> Diet. Captain Diet. Okay, one more question, Derek Stevens. What haven't you done that you really want to do? I well, this is G-rated. I can't say that. It's not. It's actually uh, NSFW. We are explicit, so you can say whatever you want. <laughs> favorite thing I haven't done. Oh, God. Um, I would say the favorite thing I haven't done is open, open a casino the size of Circa. Okay, yeah. Louie, go ahead and get ready with All Sam. right, Sam. Let's do this. Your favorite pandemic snack. Ooh, fa favorite pandemic snack. Um, let's go with Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Your go-to cocktail. Negroni, for sure. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? No hangovers. Awesome. Favorite beer? Oh, favorite beer. Um, Pacifico. Dream place to travel and eat? Mexico. Where in Mexico? Uh, let's go with Cabo San Lucas. Awesome. Childhood food craving? Uh, my first word has to be shrimp or shrimp and grits. Grits is cool. my first word. Awesome. Really? More than mm -hmm. mama? It was the first? Absolute Grits first? Grits was first. <laughs> That's awesome. Your favorite <laughs> singer or band? Led Zeppelin. Your favorite thing to do in Vegas? Uh, hang out by the pool and enjoy a nice cocktail. Okay. One blackmailable fact about Mr. Sam for you. Ooh. Uh, you're in front of your boss right now, too. Right? <laughs> yeah, I know, this, right? This is not good. <laughs> <laughs> Black mailable effect. Um, 
We won't get into my uh, my police record back in my fraternity days. <laughs> All right. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Youthful indiscretion. That's okay. Youthful yeah. indiscretions. Yeah. Well, it is Vegas too. Right. Okay. Last thing, Derek Stevens. Let's go ahead. We're gonna sell it for the Circa Resort. It's your time. Uh, this is the first uh, casino opening in quite a while in Vegas, and I remember when casino openings uh, happened when I was a tourist, and I would come out here, and I I would never want to miss a casino opening. It's something new. It's something special. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Christmas morning when you're a little kid. You know, you get that special feeling. So I hope uh, everyone has a chance to go check out CircaLasVegas.com and check out our check out our site and, and take a look at uh, what the world's biggest sports book is going to look like and take a look at Garage Mahal and take a look at what legacy club is going to be and take a look at stadium swim and hopefully there's something on there that you want you want to book and then once you do that take a look at our restaurant selection because uh the restaurants are going to going to treat you well over at Circa I hope you come down and visit us uh Sam and I'll be there so I I'm sure of that I don't even know that I don't even need to know the date Sam and I'll be there we want to thank you guys so much. And Derek, we want to thank you so much for really putting downtown Las Vegas on, on the map for us. Right. Uh, we love this city and we're so excited for what you're doing here. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. I'm, I'm uh, really honored to be on the, on the podcast. So thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to Two Sharp Chefs in a Microphone. We love subscribers almost as much as we love food. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate and review. And check out Two Sharp Chefs, that's with a number two, on Instagram and Facebook, as well as our WordPress blog. Email us with any questions and ideas at twosharpchefs at gmail.com. And Louie, we stream new episodes every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, Radio Public, and Stitcher. It's been a pleasure. We're 86th. Till next week. <laughs>